Welcome to Stories Jesus Told, a podcast of Trinity Lutheran Church in Fresh Dot, Wisconsin. Here is Trinity's Rick Adams and Pastor Carl Anbauer. Hello again, everybody. Rick Adams, Director of Discipleship at Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt. Sitting across the table with me is Senior Pastor Carl Landbauer. Hi, good to be with you again. Good to be with you. And we are here on Friday, uh, June 9th, and uh, we find ourselves in an epistle of John, 1 John chapter 2, where we're going to be talking about the love of the world and being warned not to be too in love with this planet that we're on. Yeah, not to not to love it at all, yeah. really. And that's a that's a challenging uh, thing to swallow or to figure out how that interacts with a world in which you can taste and see that the Lord is good, and you certainly are meant to love people. Right. Uh, but the love of the world is one of those uh, weeds that chokes out the fruitfulness of the seed in the parable of the sower. And so, uh, the warning here in First John is certainly appropriate and good for us to reflect on this week. So how about I read it? Let's get into it. John writes, Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride in possessions, is not from the Father, but is from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. You know, it's interesting what leads up to this uh, section in the verses preceding it. Uh, John addresses three groups of believers. You know, Mm -hmm. he's talking to little children. Mm -hmm. He's talking to young men. Mm -hmm. And then he's talking to fathers. Yeah. And I don't know, but I guess I'm guessing that all three of those people groups are in our listening audience today. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. And, uh, so it's a warning to to them to watch out for those thorns of life that can choke the seed of faith that's planted. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's certainly true. When I think about those three groups, I, I don't know if this was in your mind or not, but um, I, I see spiritual maturity reflected there. There's right. there's little children spiritually, mm-hmm. and just like uh, little children in, in the day-to-day world need somebody else to be watching out for their well-being, otherwise they'll get themselves hurt and in trouble, and they, you know, they need someone to provide for them. And th- that's a spiritual reality uh, of immaturity spiritually. Uh, young men responsible for themselves and able to, to sort of look out for their own well-being but then you get to fathers who are caring about the well-being of their family. They're taking responsibility for others. And spiritually, uh, that's what spiritual maturity looks like. And uh, one of our hopes uh, this summer is that as we're in God's Word together, that that role becomes more comfortable for many in our congregation to be looking out for the spiritual well-being of, of others in their life and in their church and in their household. And um, so this is, if I'm the young man, I hear these words and I take them to heart for me. If I'm the father, I hear these words, and I not only take them to heart for me, but I'm also looking out for how the love right. of the world can invade um, in, in those I love and keep them from being able to to uh, enjoy the good gifts of God and bear fruit as uh, God's word is meant to do in us. When I introduced this segment today, I had said that we're not supposed to love this planet that we're on, but that was probably a misapplication of the term world. Hmm. Because certainly God wants us to be caretakers of this 
planet that he has created for us. So what is John really talking about here when he says don't love the world? Mm. Well, the word for love here is is uh, the the word many people are aware of, agape love, right? Mm -hmm. It's a sacrificial love, a willingness yeah. to sacrifice. And so to love the world in that kind of a sense can get you into real trouble because you're getting attached to something that is passing away. And that's right. the warning in the last verse. Uh, the world and its desires is passing away, and it's, it's only through God that you live forever. So don't get attached to things of this world. It will always disappoint, always lead to heartbreak. There's no other way about it because this world is temporary. It's interesting, the three things that John lists here as far part of the things that we should be avoiding, lusts of the flesh, hmm. desires of the eyes, pride of life. That's how they're, again, I'm looking at the NIV. Sure. These are the things that Satan tempted Jesus with, are they not? I mean, the, the desires of the eyes, you know, the turn, turn these rocks into bread, and uh, the pride of life, all of these kingdoms of the world you can have bow down. And it kind of goes back to what you had said in previous podcasts of that one righteous man that Isaiah drills down to mm -hmm. is Christ. And when we think about how Christ was tempted in every way and yet was without sin, he is the, he is the one who was able to, for us, avoid all of these temptations perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus truly did not love the world. He <laughs> truly lived for that which is eternal. And he yeah. is... Um, uh, well, it'd be confusing if I said he is the father. But in the context of this passage, he is the one who has accepted spiritual responsibility for the well-being of the human race. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to the point where he suffered, he died, he rose, he conquered Satan so we could have eternal life. And so that we could have something eternal to hold on to and to live for rather mm -hmm. than to be living for the things of this world. And maybe that's our rejoice for this text. Mm -hmm is that we just rejoice that Jesus has accomplished this all for us yeah, perfectly. Yep, yep. And, and I think we can rejoice, too, that we do have something eternal to, yes. to, to uh, live for. I mean, how, just how sad when, when people live without that and are living just for life in this world. It is, it is heartbreaking, it is hopeless, and it's tragic. And um, we are... We are incredibly, I mean, blessed is, doesn't even do it justice. I am in awe of a God who would say, I'm going down there and I'm going to get, get my people and I'm going to save them and give them eternal life. That, that I would have that um, is incredible. That he break, breaks into our existence. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you talked about, uh, I think in verse 17, you know, this world is passing away. Mm -hmm. And... For some people, that is a very frightening thought. Mm -hmm. But for those of us in Christ, it is actually something exciting. Yeah. <laughs> this world is passing away. We're one day closer. <laughs> and it reminds me of Paul in Second Corinthians 4 when he, he describes himself as wasting away. Mm -hmm. You know, inwardly, we're renewed. Outwardly, we're wasting away day by day. Yeah. And so our, our outward body is synonymous with this world, as John writes about it here. But it's nothing to be afraid of. It's actually something to embrace. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not as if not embrace as if it's God's desire. No, His desire is that we would we would live forever. It is not our a, bodies, it's not a feature of how He intended us to be. Yeah, yeah. We have a, a new heavens and a new earth to look forward to, and, yeah. and resurrected bodies, and 
And, and so we, the, you know, our eternal future is a non-wasting away one. But in this world, it's certainly, uh, well, I'll say it this way. Um, it didn't used to make sense to me when Jesus would say that if anyone doesn't hate this world, he's not, you know, yeah. he's not worthy. And that, that phrase makes sense to me. I, mm-hmm. I hate this world. Yeah. I hate what I see, what it does to people. I yeah. see broken hearts and I see tragedy and I see evil and I see the way that no matter how hard you try, you can't claw your way free of sinfulness and temptation. And yeah. And uh, I am, I, I am so grateful that Jesus has overcome this world and that we have something better than this world to, to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, that there's there, there's a lot of uh, religious thinking or conversation that that sounds like the real hope is just the to kind of have an extension of this world that keeps going. That'd be awful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah. I, yeah. I want the sin in me to be put to death once and for all and to live a, a new life. You said in a recent sermon about you, you talked about the exile mm-hmm. that we're in. Yeah. And I think verse 17 speaks to that. Mm-hmm that if this world is passing away, then how are we to regard ourselves in this passing yeah. away world? We're, we're really not citizens of this kingdom. Right. We're, we're citizens of a, of a kingdom to come. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because it, I was thinking about that as well and thinking about, uh, after that sermon, I, I, I had this moment where I, I kind of morbidly, uh, maybe, in a, maybe in a healthy way, flipped the script around instead of thinking about how great it is to be young and be healthy and have your life ahead of you. I was thinking, you know, if, if I'm, you know, 90 years old, at least I can take comfort in knowing my exile is probably only 10 more years. <laughs> you know, like the, the, yeah. you know, there's, there's an, the end of the exile is something to look forward to and, and, uh, something to long for. But while we're here, we have, Work to do. We are here to bear fruit. That takes us to that very last phrase: "Whoever does the will of God abides mm. forever." Now, we got to be careful there because it almost seems like there's a quid pro quo here. You obey me, and then you get to live forever. Mm. And of course, we know that it is not our works that allow us to live forever; it's our faith. So that phrase, "Who does the will of God," yeah. really means to live in that faith relationship. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I mean, we're we're barely a chapter past uh, the. If we say we have no sin, we yeah. deceive ourselves. Verse right. that we have memorized from right. the liturgy. So, so yeah, certainly there's no no implication here that you get to live forever because you're doing the will of God. Yeah. It comes to you by grace. He's yes. faithful and just to forgive our right. sins, cleanse right. us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I I do want to kind of circle back a little bit before we go too much further. Just thinking again about the implications of this that uh, when we, we started off, we talked about the thorns that, that choke out the fruitfulness, right? We are intended to bear fruit. And in context, you brought up the little children, young men, fathers uh, categories here. And this is, this is calling us to, be, to move past being young men right. and not be caught up in the things of this world and to accept some responsibility for the spiritual well-being of others. That when this word... Uh, uh, Think about the the parable again. If this word finds good soil in my heart, it's going to lead me to let go of the things of this world so I can be attentive to what is going to last forever. And those are people. Those are the the family members, the friends, the colleagues. It's going to start reorienting everything that that, that matters in my life and changing the priorities. 
As we have done with our previous podcast this week, we're, we're using Luther's model of uh, rejoice, repent, request. We've talked already in this text about how we can rejoice that, that Jesus, our Savior, has forever and perfectly obeyed uh, the will of his Father and has graciously given us the Holy Spirit to enable us to do his will. And so that maybe leads us to the repent part of that. And, and I, I would go to, again, speaking for myself, the desire to stay where I am at hmm. in, instead of moving along. Because you just talked about how the little children, the young men and the fathers, those are stages of of the faith life where we're at. Yeah. And we... We never want to be complacent or content with where we are at yeah. in our walk with Christ. We always want to be growing. Yeah. My father was a great example to me on that. His life was just this incline up in his relationship with God. He became more immersed in God's word every year of his life. And um, What an example to me. I yeah. want that to be said of me. Yeah, he's he's a literal father and a spiritual father. Too, <laughs> yeah, without, without exactly. Doubt, he right? was the he was the father that yep. John is talking about here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's my repent. That I think I would like to repent of this complacency that creeps in from time to time. Yeah, yeah. I think I can identify with that. And I think the other the other place where this calls me to repentance too is. Man, for as much as I can say, boy, I hate the world, I'm so susceptible to falling in love with some piece of it and just like, now this will make me happy. I love this world I hate. Yeah, right. Yeah, it just, I mean, there's a reason why John has to to warn us of this because it is is pervasive and insidious. There's Mm -hmm. always going to be some temptation to to just, and, and it's not even bad things. It's falling in love with good things yeah. that can be we, so we, dangerous. We make <clears throat> we make uh, good things ultimate things. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the problem. Yeah, we start to to you know. I mean, it could be simple. It can be something as good as my family. Yeah, I love my family. Yeah, and then I live as if my family is where I'm going to be. So as we wrap as we wrap this podcast up, we just have one more, and that's our request. Mm-hmm. What are we requesting here? We we just want that that heart of Jesus to. We want. Mm-hmm. A heart that wants to do the will of the Father. Yeah. I think uh, my request might be, you know, in, in view of what I just commented on for repentance, um, a request to have eyes that recognize how transitory the things yeah. of the world are so yeah. so I can enjoy my family instead of... Right, because once them. it's very obvious, it's easier to say no to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. It's Friday, which means tomorrow is Saturday, which means that it's the weekend, and... We understand, <clears throat> we understand how weekends go, but we really hope that you will come back again tomorrow and join us on this podcast. Make time if it's possible. Uh, and, um, yeah, put the earbuds in while you're mowing the lawn. Exactly. Yeah. Great. And, or maybe you're at the lake <laughs> and you're sunning yourself by the beach. Yeah. That'll work too. Yeah. Um, but uh, finish out the week with us. It's been a quick week, but we're, we're hoping you're enjoying these podcasts. And so with Pastor Carl, I just want to thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again tomorrow.